0: Welcome to Swimming Upstream, the 10-minute podcast about Catholicism, technology, culture, baseball, whatever else might come up. I'm your host, Eric Sammons. This is episode number 13. On today's show, I'm going to be discussing what I call a better Bitcoin. I'm going to be talking about a cryptocurrency that I think is trying to take the place of Bitcoin and doing a good job of it. You can find the show notes for this episode at ericsalmons.com slash podcast slash 13. That's ericsalmons.com slash podcast slash 13. Okay, so I, I mentioned a better Bitcoin. What do I mean by that? Well, first of all, let's understand something about Bitcoin. It is open source software. What that means is that anybody can see the code and also anybody can copy the code and try to make a better Bitcoin. This is very common in open source software that you create code, you create software, and then you allow anybody to see it, and anybody can do better if they want to. And so what they do is they create a fork of the software in which they take everything you've written and then they try to improve upon it. This has happened many times with Bitcoin. There are many different uh, cryptocurrencies out there. They are trying to be maybe something different than Bitcoin, maybe something better than Bitcoin, what have you. One of those that I'm most excited about is called Dash. It was created back in January of 2014 by Evan Duffield. What happened was is he thought he had some good improvements for Bitcoin, but he couldn't get the core developers of Bitcoin to agree with him and to implement those improvements in Bitcoin itself. So in the end, he said, well, I'm just going to fork Bitcoin and I'm going to create my own digital currency, my own cryptocurrency. And so he created what was called initially, well it was called initially XCoin, but then quickly it became known as Darkcoin. The reason for the name is is because its original emphasis was on privacy. He, Evan Duffield wanted the the Dash or Darkcoin at the time, to be something that you could make private transactions automatically within the blockchain itself. And he felt this was important because that makes it have a feature like cash, because if you think about it, when you hand cash to somebody, it's a private transaction. There's nothing on any computer that states what just happened there. You're just simply handing $5 to somebody else. It's only between the two of you. He wanted a cryptocurrency that had that built in, that feature built in, so that's why he created Darkcoin. However, over time, he recognized the emphasis on creating a new digital cash, something that would be like cash, had other features that were needed as well. And so eventually it was renamed to Dash, which basically means digital cash. And so that became the emphasis, is more just trying to make this much more like cash. So keeping the privacy, so what's called private send, being able to send transactions privately, but also now he added something called instant send, which basically allowed somebody to instantly send a transaction fee you know a dark uh, dash to somebody else and they would instantaneously know that's a legitimate transaction now this is a big deal in cryptocurrency because bitcoin for example it takes about 10 minutes more often oftentimes more than 10 minutes For a transaction to be what's called confirmed, meaning yes, it really did happen, that it's been accepted on the Bitcoin network, and you can be pretty much assured. Really, it takes more than just one confirmation. Sometimes people say it takes four to six confirmations, which can be over, can be hours these days. That's not really a cash transaction because think about if you're at the coffee shop, you give somebody five dollars, you don't wait an hour before they give you the coffee because they've confirmed that the five dollars really is five dollars. So instant send in Dash is a way in which you can send Dash, let's say you send five Dash to somebody, they can instantaneously know that that was a legitimate transaction and they can give you whatever the service or product that they bought. Now, what's happened is is that Bitcoin has become slower and more expensive. It's not really useful anymore for smaller, quick transactions, like for a cup of coffee or in a vending machine. And so it's not really useful as cash anymore. You you can't have a vending machine that uses Bitcoin because you have to wait so long for the transaction to be confirmed. And it's super expensive now because the blockchain has gotten full. I think I talked about that in a previous episode of the podcast about the blockchain, uh, the block size debate. Because the blockchain and the blocks are getting full, it costs more money to get into them. So you could spend 50 cents on a Coke, but you have to pay $3 to make that transaction in Bitcoin. It's obviously ludicrous, nobody would do that. So Dash is trying to grab that sector that Bitcoin is leaving behind of digital cash, making it so it's cheap and easy to quickly send people money through the Dash network. Another thing it recognizes though, is that Dash is recognizing is that a big sector That's not being grabbed by the cryptocurrency world is your average mom and pop, your average, you know, grandma, your sister, whoever, who's not a tech person. Cryptocurrency still is very user unfriendly. It's not something that can easily be used just by anybody. You have to understand the long addresses. You have to get your wallet. You have to understand how the wallet works. We've all heard stories, if we've been involved in cryptocurrency for any amount of time, people losing funds, sending funds to the wrong place, not understanding how the wallet works, having to wait to download the blockchain. It's just a nightmare. And so what Dash is wanting to do, it wants to be much more user-friendly because if it's going to be cash, that means average people are going to use it. You really would use it at a coffee shop. You really would use it at a vending machine. If it's a difficult thing to use, it's not going to be worth it. It has to be at least as good, if not better, than just using cash, where all you do is grab a $5 bill out of your pocket and hand it to somebody. And so Dash is trying to be more user-friendly, and that's going to be the next big release of Dash called Evolution, which will probably be out sometime in 2018. That's the key focus of it. Make it user-friendly. Make it so anybody can use it. And so that's really going back to the original vision of Evan Duffield for dash of being digital cash of being something that's very, that's private, instant and easy to use. That'd probably be the three things I would say are most important about dash. It's private, it's instant and it's easy to use just like cash is cash is private. Cash is instant to use, and cash is also easy to use. You don't have to have a PhD in technology in computer science in order to use cash. And so, evolution really aims to be that true digital cash. And then one final thing I want to talk about with Dash is something I'm very excited about with and one of the things I believe is its most important feature is Dash is self-governed. What I mean by that is in the Bitcoin world and in most cryptocurrency worlds, you have a few people that usually developers who make all the decisions about the direction of the project. So if they don't want a certain thing, it just won't happen. However, Dash is different. It has what are called master nodes, which are people who pay a thousand dash for colli- to put up collateral to host a node on the network, a server on the network. And In exchange, they get paid for doing that, for doing those services to the network, but also they get to vote. They get to vote on who will be the core development team. Who will we pay to make the developments? How will we market it? When big decisions come up, the master owners can vote to decide what they will do. I think this is important because you have the greatest idea in the world, but if you don't have a way to be self-sustaining, it's not gonna work as a currency. You don't want a currency that is popular today and 10 years from now is completely falling apart. Nobody's gonna have faith in that currency and wanna use it. You wanna have a currency and a currency system which you can have faith in. As much as most cryptocurrency people don't like government money, fiat money, the fact is, the reason it works, one of the reasons is because people do trust the government. They trust the government with uh, making the money and all that. They probably shouldn't, but they do. Well, people need to trust a cryptocurrency that it's going to be self governing, that it's going to be able to overcome issues in the future. Dash has already overcome many issues that have arisen, like privacy, like instant, and now now they're addressing user-friendliness. But more importantly, they have the ability, the built-in ability, it has the built-in ability to handle future problems that come up that we don't even know what they are yet. I think that is key for the long-term health of any cryptocurrency is that ability to self-govern. So in a nutshell, I I believe there's a really good chance that Dash is gonna be a better Bitcoin, meaning that what Bitcoin, what Satoshi Nakamura originally wanted Bitcoin to be, a electronic cash system, that's what he called it in the original white paper, that's what Dash is aiming to be. I think it has the best chance of all the cryptocurrencies to be that, both because of what it's already done, what it's currently doing, and its ability to do things in the future. And so I would recommend anybody who's listening to this, go ahead and check out Dash. I've written a lot of articles about Dash. I'll put some in the show notes page uh, over at Medium, and I'll try to link to some of those. But really study it and see what you think, uh, if you think it also also has the potential to be a better Bitcoin. Okay, that's it for today's episode. Until next time, keep swimming against the stream.